0: Hey there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. If you're interested in entrepreneurship, especially in the food industry, then you are definitely going to want to stay tuned because my next guest started a gluten-free bread company in her kitchen. Almost five years ago and is now supplying whole food stores in the Washington, D.C. area, as well as through home delivery with Fresh Direct in New York, Philly, D.C., and Northern Virginia. But before I introduce you to Susan Wiener, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays and gives you a one-stop shop way of getting a preview into that week's guests and the episodes we're going to be featuring that week. And it is so easy to do. Just go to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org. And the sign-up box is right there. Now, my Java lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my next guest is Susan Weiner, the founder of Orange Dot Baking Company, inspired by a report on poverty in her hometown of Charlottesville, Virginia, called the Orange Dot Report. Susan conceived of the Orange Dot Baking Company... As a way to generate local employment while producing a healthy, flavorful alternative to existing high glycemic gluten-free breads. Prior to founding Orange Dot, Susan was the president and chief financial officer at Centriva, a software company that creates an app to help colleges and universities get accreditation. Earlier in her career, Susan was a vice president and equity research analyst at the investment bank Donaldson, Lufkin & Genrette, which was eventually acquired by the Swiss multinational investment bank Credit Suisse a few years after Susan left the firm. Susan, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I'm all set. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So what is your... Favorite coffee to have that you complement with, I'm sure, one of your delicious muffins or wonderful – well, I was thinking muffins that have the raisins and the chocolate chips or one of your more savory muffins –
1: Yeah, I'm a straight-up cappuccino girl. Oh, you are. Absolutely.
0: Terrific. So let's get into our 10 espresso Shots, Susan, to help our young listeners break into the field of, and I'm saying entrepreneurship, but maybe in the food industry itself. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay. So what entry-level jobs are available to
1: young people who want to break into this industry? So I would really have to break the industry down into two segments. Entrepreneurship to me in the food industry means trying to launch a regional or national brand. And so you really need sort of a several skills. One is knowledge of food, which you can actually acquire on your own in your own home through your own experience. And then knowledge of baking, I'm sorry, of marketing. Marketing is really essential to launching any food business on a regional or national scale. So I would actually encourage people to get entry level jobs where they can learn some marketing, maybe at a major food company or even on a small food company, because before you are a successful bread baking company, you are a successful bread marketing company.
0: Okay. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Now, is it essential, Susan, that they work in the food industry and marketing or could they work for any company that's marketing?
1: I think that having food industry experience is super helpful because there are, there is an organization to the food industry and there's sort of a path that's typically taken. And although those paths are mixing up now and changing, I think having some food industry experience is really helpful. But I do think that understanding marketing in almost any industry would be really helpful. Okay. Thanks for clarifying.
0: So what is a useful skill
1: or skills that you look for in the young people that you hire at the Orange Dot Company? So, I'm looking for two sets of skills. I'm either looking for someone who has some experience baking and, you know, sort of understands yeast and how yeast works with the weather and on the production side. Or I'm looking for someone who is creative, can do you know, photography, social media, graphic design, can help me craft the story and the brand. So, those are really the two skill sets that I'm looking for. Fantastic. Now, what about someone's major? Is it a
0: deciding factor to get into this profession? In other words, if they haven't studied, whatever, gotten a culinary arts degree or
1: studied marketing for that matter, is it a deal breaker? Absolutely not. I would much rather have someone who passionately was a religious major or almost you know, something that, that taught them to think and look at problems from a broad perspective as opposed to a narrow accounting degree or something of that nature. I, I think it's useful to have taken an accounting class because accounting is the language of business. And I think it's useful to have taken a marketing class to understand how you can influence consumer behavior. But I'm more interested in somebody who can think and speak and problem solve than I am in any particular skill. Great.
0: What about a graduate school degree, Susan? And this is less so for young people in the entry level time of their lives and more so for those who want to start a company like you have. I know you have an MBA. Do you think there are particular master's degrees? that would be useful for someone to have as they progress in their career?
1: I don't think that there's any graduate degree required to start a regional or national food company. I think that what you have to have is a real desire to learn and you have to be very proactive about seeking people who can help you learn, but there are a lot of resources out there which don't, you know, the small business development centers, a lot of states have business education programs, and then just talking to other entrepreneurs. You can learn so much on the Madison, Wisconsin University in Madison has the Food Finance Institute, which is a incredible wealth of knowledge and training programs. Tara Johnson, who started Tara's Way, heads the Food Finance Institute. And I'm actually taking a class with it right now on how to raise equity. And so there's, there's no degree required. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of hustle, a lot of smarts and a lot of people skills.
0: And I'm guessing a lot of making mistakes and learning from them. Yes, <laughs>
1: You know, it took me several years to create my recipes for my bread. And so there was a lot of experimentation and mistake making, you know, coming up with my product. And then once I had developed it, then in terms of, you know, mistake making going forward with your business, there are just times when you feel like you're stepping off a cliff and you've done as much research as you have time for and you feel like you have a good a grasp of the variables as you can, but you just have to keep walking forward because business has got to happen. And it's, and there's no time for analysis paralysis.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. What is it about? (laughs) You can't make perfect, be the enemy of good enough.
1: Yes, exactly. I walk forward every day saying people love my product and there, there are things that I would change even in my recipes today. If I were to go back and retool them a little bit, things I have a higher degree of sensitivity to, but we are building this airplane as we're flying it. And- that's just what we do every day. I totally relate to that. Okay.
0: <laughs> what about life experiences, Susan? What in your experience are the most useful ones for
1: someone starting out in this field? I think experiences where you challenge yourself. And I think there's a lot of different avenues for that. I think there's a lot of hiking, marathoning, even things like public speech. I think things where you you challenge yourself to grow and, and figure things out, you know, rock climbing if you're afraid of heights or public speaking. I'm just trying to think of things that help stepping outside your comfort zone. So any sort of activities or life experiences that you can do, travel in third world countries or in our own cities, learning something that's uncomfortable to you and Growing through it, I think is a great life experience.
0: I can say here I am in my mid fifties and I am taking an art class and art is not something that comes easily to me and I'm good with that. It was really just, and has been an exercise in pushing myself out of my comfort zone and trying to learn something new and maybe discover, and I am discovering that there are aspects of it that I really do enjoy. It may not be pleasing to the eye to most people, but I do enjoy it.
1: Uh, Right, right. No, that's exactly what I mean. Exactly what I mean.
0: What about for you, Susan, as the founder and CEO of the Orange Dot Baking Company, what
1: has been the best part for you of being in this profession? I have always enjoyed cooking for people and preparing meals for people. And truly the best part for me is standing at the farmer's market and having people tell me how much they love my bread. I mean, people are sometimes so effusive. They're like, oh my God, you like changed my life. I had like given up on bread and this is absolutely delicious. And, and that truly for me is the most rewarding part is just having people, you know, my bread is super healthy. It doesn't have a lot of the junk that's in other gluten-free breads like xanthan gum and guar gum and canola oil and high in tapioca starch. It's really healthy and it's pretty unique out there and, and I get a pretty passionate response from people and that's that's really when I need to, a little something to get me going morning, I look at the emails that the people have sent me telling me how much they enjoy my product. And it's really, it's really rewarding to me.
0: Well, I want to apologize for not yet saying how much I love your bread because I love your bread. In fact, before our interview this morning, I had toasted your rosemary muffin and I put a couple of fried eggs on it and delicious. I am not kidding you. It is Amazing. And I plan on gushing a lot more in our next interview. (laughs) But just for our listeners, if you are looking for an incredibly delicious gluten-free bread, and even if you're not open to the idea of gluten-free, check out the ingredients. You'll get what Susan was just alluding to about how healthy her bread is. And it is really tasty. So- Thank you. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Now, the flip side, Susan, and I'm sure it's like, where do you even begin? But what is the part of your current job that sucks the most?
1: Well, I, you know, I think that the figuring out the marketing piece of this, you know, I love talking to people one to one. I don't always love standing at a Whole Foods sharing my bread, although I do a lot of that. That's how we met. That's how we met. Yeah, right, right. And and some days that's good. And some days it's, it's too much. Figuring out this whole how to market beyond myself, my immediate one-to-one. I love making that one-to-one connection. And I have to figure out how to replicate myself, how to expand all that. And that's the part that really it's frustrating to me because i don't i don't have a marketing background and i'm learning all of that as i go and i have a background in finance and i have a background in cooking and baking so those pieces come really easy but figuring out the marketing that's the that's the real challenge for me
0: i think that's such an important thing to raise susan because i think our young listeners will have similar experiences to what you and I have had. There are certain aspects of building time for coffee, for example, that come easily to me. And then there are others like the marketing piece and social media that don't come easily to me. And by the way, the list is a lot longer. And Mm -hmm. they will find that too. And Mm -hmm. it's all good. It really is because that's where you grow and learn. Mm Right. expand your skill set is by doing
1: exactly what Susan said, is just trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and there are a lot of resources and a lot of people out there. And that is one thing in the food industry. You know, my first career was on Wall Street and they used to say, if you want loyalty on Wall Street, get a puppy. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I have to say that when I started my food company, I was overwhelmed, just blown away by the generosity of the people around me, fellow entrepreneurs, just people in the food community are it's a challenge to succeed in the food, food community. And everybody's like, well, if, if I don't succeed, I want to at least think that I've helped you succeed. And everybody is paying forward. I'm just overwhelmed by the generosity of time and knowledge and resources that people share with me that have just made such a huge difference in my business.
0: Oh, that is wonderful. That is a great thing to know that there's such a supportive community there.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really, it's really great. It's wonderful.
0: So speaking of wisdom from the people who have shared it with you. What for you, Susan, would you say has been the best career advice
1: you've ever gotten? I think the best, I think what I wish someone had told me when I started out my career was that you don't have to start out as a moonshot. You don't have to launch yourself into the the most high stressful career possible to be successful down the road. If you're interested in the in the cooking industry, acquire those skills. Even I, there are so many people who do consulting to the food businesses who were grocery buyers for 10 years and saw small brands like mine trying to get on the shelves, and now they're doing consulting with those small brands. And so you don't have to be a, a rocket ship out of college to have a successful career 20 or 30 years down the road. And that's I think it's much more important to identify your value the people in the food industry are very different than the people on Wall Street. Who would you like to hang out with? Like, who would you like to be friends with? And let that help influence and inform your decision. I wish someone had said that to me when I was starting out. That's the advice I would definitely give.
0: Oh, that is great advice. So think about the community that you want to be a part of and the kind of values that you share with that community. Yes. And maybe use that as your... Is it a guide star? I know there's a load star. What does that express? Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. As
1: far as your north star, your you know, north it, star. Okay. Or, you know, yeah, moving towards people who share values with you. I think is just can't be. Express enough. And then, you know, and also looking at industries in terms of there are industries that you can work in, like the food and beverage, and then there's industries that analyze those industries. So like banking or investment banking. And are you a doer and someone who likes to do things, or are you someone who likes to sit at a desk and analyze something that somebody else has done? And they're both valuable. They both are important, but figuring out what your own proclivity is, I think, is really important.
0: Great point, Susan. So two final espresso shots. What movies, if any, or Amazon, Netflix, Hulu shows, or for that matter, books, do you think accurately depict your profession?
1: There are so many great documentaries out there about food, and I can't single one out that I think is is most representative. I'm sorry. No, that's a good answer for that
0: one. I was just wondering if maybe, have you seen the wonderful animated movie Ratatouille? Oh, many years ago. (laughs) You know, with the mouse that's the chef. I don't know what the kitchen is like, for example, at Orange Dot Baking Company, but. And then there's, of course, all of those other cooking shows, Top right. Chef and and whatnot. Do you feel
1: that there's a level of high pressure in the cooking aspect of your job? There is high pressure, but it's actually more, you know, and again, I draw this distinction between like a, like a local bakery versus someone who's trying to do what I'm doing, which is take a product and turn it into a regional or a national brand. And so I'm coming down to systems, like I need a system for, it's almost like a manufacturing environment, production manufacturing environment. And so it's different than the Ratatouille. And that's more like a a restaurant or a local bakery. So, you know, two different skill sets there. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about the profession of entrepreneurship in the
1: food industry? I think what people would be most surprised about and I certainly was, is how much capital it takes to get a food business off the ground. And again, so I'm talking about a regional or national brand. And it would, someone said these, I heard these numbers yesterday and I thought this is completely accurate, that to just get a small brand up and going locally, it's about $50,000. And then if you want to expand to that next region beyond your immediate local, you're really looking at five hundred thousand dollars. And then if you wanna go beyond that, you're talking about raising a couple of million dollars from venture capitalists and those kinds of firms. And so I think the thing that people are most surprised about is how much money it takes to get off the ground and be successful. And and I don't think that should scare anyone necessarily. I think you put together a team of people and you have a good idea and there are incubators out there like the Chobani incubator, which gives you thirty thousand dollars in equity and a lot of brain power to go behind it. So there are a lot of incubator programs out there. There are definitely ways to do it. And so the, the money itself shouldn't scare you off, but it's something that you should be aware of and have a plan. If this is the path you think you're on, how are you going to raise that capital?
0: Great. Just go in with your eyes wide open.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Susan, thank you so much for making time for coffee and time for a delicious Orange Dot baking company muffin with me this morning. I so appreciate you creating this delicious and healthy product. And any of our listeners who want to learn more about how Susan started Orange Dot, why it's called Orange Dot, and how she built her career. Check out the show notes for this episode to see if her main Time for Coffee interview has already dropped. Thanks so much, Susan. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks
1: so much.